on Van Dyke Parks. And I, uh, how, what, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> Sorry, um, you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. I'm Van Dyke Parks, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. <laughs> Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and in this, our our season two finale of Radio 8 Ball, we are exploring the fabulous new-ish series, Lodge 49 from AMC, that is going to be premiering their premiering and starting their second season on August 12th, and we have been here exploring the uh, the lore and the lexicon of the links with creators of the show, from Jim Gavin to Tom Patterson to direct to actors like David Yuri, David Pasquese, and Eric Allen Kramer, and we had another actor, I'm not going to say who they were, but they uh, they were going to be on the show, and but they, you know... When you're on a successful show like Lodge 49, sometimes you get another gig, and so you're not able to make it. So then I went on to the Lodge 49 fan group, and I put out the word to the Lodge 49 fans, and I said, does anyone have a question for the Pop Oracle about Season 2 of Lodge 49? And one intrepid soul raised his hand, and now he is joining us through the magic of FaceTime. Well, FaceTime phoning, whatever, Facebook message or something. Uh, welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Chris Thompson. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you asked, and I could respond. Yeah, it's a it's a perfect synchronicity. It worked out well. It must be law of attraction, or you know, the seen and unseen, as they say. Yes, yes, the seen and the unseen, the augury of. Well, there's no bird. We don't know. Maybe there's some birds in this, but uh, I was very happy when when we got in touch and I asked you, "Are you have you seen season one?" You're like, "Ah, I've seen it more than anyone." How many times have you watched the, Have you watched season one? Uh, for more than I want to admit. I got Hulu so I could rewatch it over and over and explore all the clues that are given all the times and see if there's any sense to be made with them. So more than five times? I would, yeah, yeah, probably about eight or nine full seasons. Wow. So... I thought I was nuts because I've watched it three times. But it, it's a show that really rewards that watching. Plus, I think it's also it's also strangely comforting. You know, this whole show feels it's a it's a world you want to be in, right? It, it's very relatable. I found very relatable. Every every character will bring out a little bit of your psyche of some kind. Your your uh, personality is within each one of the characters. I think. And are do you have any relationship and experience with lodges or? Uh, None other esoteric what, practices? Just the wonderings like everyone else. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I really want to get that deep into it. But, you know, sometimes 
you really wonder hard and go, what the hell is this all about? Is there something behind all of this? Perhaps. Well, I just mean as someone who's watched it so many times and you say you're sort of decoding it, then it almost, just on an academic level, it demands that you learn something about alchemy and you learn something about tarot and you Very- learn... They're because they're dropping, or what is Duende and what is what is where does that come from? And, um, That's right. Every time you watch it, you can see a whole new you'll find something every time. Every time. And did you bring that's what I'm curious about? Did you bring an awareness of any of these topics to watching it, or when you watched it, did you find yourself drawn to those topics? More drawn into it from well, I got pulled. Here's a quick example in. Blaze finds uh, Wallace Smith's diary hidden within his robe. He pulls it out and opens it up, and it's coded. Well, I got I freeze-framed it and took a bunch of stills and found out it's actually Linear A writing, which is one of the most ancient writings there is. It's got a little bit of Phoenician possibly in it, but I wouldn't have known about any of that if I hadn't you know, been intrigued enough and inspired enough to take a look. Wow, that's a, that's a great catch. So, well, I, we're going to get into your question about season two. But before we do, are there any, do you have any, As just as a fan, I, I don't know you at all, but do you have any particular insights that you got, gathered from the show? Maybe if you were talking to, when you talk to people who maybe don't know the show, how do you try and uh, uh, communicate? Tell them, them, I go, if you like to watch intently, it's an excellent show. Um, it's an excellent show regardless, but if you want to take it to the next level, it's much more than there to, to for the taking. And then they scrunch their eyes and they go, what? And then I throw an example at them, and there's just a thousand Easter eggs to look at if you're into that kind of thing. It's absolutely amazing. And it's all planned, I would have to imagine, because somebody could have just scribbled out that code and made it up themselves, but they went through the trouble of using it actual uh uh, original language that nobody's used in thousands of years, but you know, it, it's there for the taking. I thought that's wonderful. That's one I gotta say. I, I feel, I feel like the magic of the links or of synchronicity or of whatever brought you as a perfect guy. Like I, I just, your your insights are are really great. I love it. I love that we have someone who has really given the show this kind of attention. So, well, let's get into your question for the Pop Oracle. Pop Oracle. I would like to ask it, um, since I'm so much into the code breaking and whatnot and Easter eggs, um, with them scattered anywhere, is there an unseen purpose to them other than foreshadowing? Is there an unseen purpose to the codes other than foreshadowing? Yeah, other than simple foreshadowing. Okay. Well... We're down to two songs left on the board, and, well, I'll give you the option. I can have you either just pick. I'll give you two numbers. You could pick one, or I could flip a coin for you. Which would you prefer? Oh, ah, throw Kismet to the wind and flip the coin. Flip the coin. Okay. Okay, well, there are two potential answers to your question. Uh, Song number one, which is The Things I Have to Live Without... And song number three, Spin the Bottle. Okay, and now to engage the Pop Oracle, on your behalf, I'm going to flip the Radio 8 coin. 
and it landed on Tails. Song number three, Spin the Bottle. Nice. She likes playing spin the bottle with her groovy crew. He has mistresses in towns from Jacksonville to Kalamazoo. And when they meet in bed or on the street, they always take a break to say, how do you do? Because she believes in full disclosure, everything's allowed. While he requires privacy and doesn't take much comfort from the crowd she keeps. So when they part is when their lives burst into art. His inside is room and hers out at the orgy on the dune. If you were a happy couple, do you think you'd know it? Think of all the happy couples that you know who blow it by staying together. She's got issues, he's got fears, she's got tissues. He's got beers, and after one too many years, another year goes by. But when they talk about themselves to the emotional midgets and intellectual elves who seem to be the norm, they congratulate themselves that they did not conform. From my new record, All You Get, which comes out on August 8th, that was the answer to Chris's question about Lodge 49 and their second season, and seasons going forward, are the codes that he has been so, uh, and I mean this in the best way, obsessively cataloging, uh, are they just there for fun, or are they there to serve a deeper purpose in the in the show? Is that about right? I sort of paraphrased your question. Yeah. 
so Chris, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? Well, first of all, it's an excellent song. Oh, thank you. Sorry, my dog's right there. I apologize. That's okay. Um, the dog thinks it's a good song too. Yeah, it definitely does. I do play a little guitar myself, and I'm a little bit. I'm uh, I'm jealous. You sound very good. I'm an acoustic guy myself. Sounds great. But getting back to our question and answering it, second verse really caught me. Talking about full disclosure, but the guy wants to stay private. Hmm. Is it does it go this way? Does it go that way? Hmm. Hmm. Spin the bottle is also a game of chance. Will it even tell me is the answer to our question? Is probably telling us it's it's not going to tell us is what it's telling us. It's a secret. Well, it's more like it feels like it's almost like an Ouroboros, right? It's like it's not that it's maybe like there's that weird place where it's like it's a secret that they want you to find, but correct. So it's hidden, but it's hidden so you'll look for it, which is different than being hidden to keep you from finding it. Or 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 after you look and look and look, will it have been in front of you all of the time? Right, like the yeah. like yeah. finding the finding the thing in the in the coat, finding the book in the coat. Yes. Yes. Right. Yep, or or the or the ring in the sand. Or the ring in the sand. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's so funny. I, I, I wish. Uh, I, I have you had this experience. So I love Lodge Forty Nine, but I mostly find myself asking people if they've heard of it and they don't know what it is, uh, which I'm yes. hoping is going to change in season two. But it's frustrating because I don't meet many people who I can have these conversations with it about. So, you know, do you have that experience as well? I do. I, we have, you know, our little TV group at work where we all, you know, we used to huddle for, you know, Walking Dead. And then it went on to In the Bad, you know, our little click. And not one of them has watched it. It's killing. It's killing me. I know. Well, now, okay. Well, see, now you have a, we, we have a platform. Uh, you have, you, through totally synchronous, like there, this was, this is perfect. You, it, are you a fan of Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Oh, one of my favorite movies of all time. It came out when I was a kid. It was oh yes, absolutely. So you're like you're like the Richard Dreyfus character. Like we planned, we've been planning this episode. We have we have all of our astronauts lined up, and at the last yep. minute, the the format itself chose you to join us and ask your question and share. And really, personally, for me, you know. Everyone else I've been talking to about this on the show has been involved in the show, so they're, they're uh, they can fan out, but not the same way that we can because we're not, you know, it's I'm yeah, not oh, in yeah, it, I, you're not in it. We can just be fans, and uh, and so so here's the question for your friends, okay. your TV group, your friends. Yep. Do you have a message for them? We're going to broadcast it out here, so they can, you know, you'll send them the podcast. And you can say, hey, okay. you know what? I was talking about Lodge 49 on the show. What would you say to your friends, knowing they're listening right now? How would you encourage them? I would have to say, you have missed out already on, on the first season, and you have time to catch up before trying to find out all the secrets that are hidden in this one. You will spend more time trying to rewatch this and figure out what's going on with it than you will any other show you've seen in the last three years. Love it. So take that. 
Love it. And this this particular podcast comes out on August 7th. So they will have okay. eight, 9, 10, 11. They will have five days, which is plenty of time. You can binge this show. I binged it, I think, in a day, oh, yeah. in a night and a half. Yeah. Yep. You can do it in about, an, yeah, easily in an afternoon plus the night. Yeah. It's yeah. Only, that's easy. Yeah. Come on, Chris's friends. Oh, Oh, I don't want to be the only one losing my mind like this. I want to know that there's more to this. Now, who do you... I, I'm just going to guess. Do you most relate to Blaze in the show? I do. I do. I, I do. do. But, there's some, but I do very much. But, but the younger me would have been dud all day long. Yeah. Yeah. All day long. But now, now I'm older, and I'm like 52, so I'm fan man, fan old guy. Yeah. But I fan got old guy out. I'm thinking like now I'm more like earning in real life. <laughs> but maybe there's a cyclical thing to all the characters if you look at them one at a time. Yeah, <laughs> that they're each a tarot card, and the the whole idea of the tarot card is it tell we're all all of them, like we're all all yeah. of the archetypes. There's See, a million rabbit holes, and I'm only one damn rabbit. Well, I'm another rabbit, so we'll, I, I, we'll, ex, we'll explore it all together. Well, you stay in the group, and you'll see me fan, fan, old manning out on a constant basis. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to do this, and I hope it's something that when you listen to it, you feel happy about. Oh, I very much Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.